0: Are you curious about, interested in, or working within the field of anesthesiology and you are a woman, person of color, or otherwise do not fit the stereotypical image of what an anesthesiologist looks like, then this is the podcast for you. We will discuss what life is like on the other side of the blue drape for us. Issues most relevant, such as, what is anesthesia really? And we're not talking textbook definition. Tips for applying, success in residency, life as an attending, and beyond. Join us each week as we take a dive into this rich and often misunderstood field. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Peterson, and welcome to Sivo Sisters. Welcome back. This week, we're going to complete our interview with Dr. Amber Brooks, who is an anesthesiologist, pain medicine physician, DEI vice chancellor, and NIH-funded researcher. She's going to dive right in and to share the ingredients of the secret sauce of her success. Please enjoy.
1: This is my other um, takeaway point for for. Our listeners today is to make sure that you're showing up in spaces. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we don't show up in spaces, um, whether it's a meeting, whether it's an invite to a social gathering, and sometimes it's because we're not invited to the table. um, To be quite frank, so Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's 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 definitely multifactorial. But when cease those opportunities to show up. Um, you know, I, I think about showing up at that medical student fair as an undergraduate student. Had I not shown up mm-hmm. and met Kathy Solo, who was one of the deans of admission for University of Iowa, had I not shown up in my suit with my resume in hand, ready to tell my story about why someone should let me into their medical school. My story may be very different today. So show up to those spaces um, and opportunities. Don't let those, those spaces and opportunities pass you by.
0: Because you're not only, you know, talking it, but walking it. I mean, in your leadership role, the first ever, right? Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, vice chancellor there. I mean, you're, you're working to address the very issues that, you know, you're
1: raising. Absolutely. So, you know, um, I'm sure this is was happening at a lot of different institutions across the country, um, academic medicine and otherwise. But, you know, 2020 was a pivotal year um, for us in history, uh, marked by um, the death of uh, the death and murder of George Floyd um, and the beginning of the COVID pandemic and all of the health disparities that were being um highlighted, um, or to some who didn't know these, these disparities existed, um, you know, people were learning about for, um, for the first time. And so there was a lot of momentum around um, creating these types of positions um, to um, to move diversity, equity, and inclusion work for, forward. And um, I'm, one, I'm one of opportunity. I, I ceased the moment. I could see the momentum. Um, and, and I myself and several colleagues in my, at my institution and within my department, we've been doing this diversity, equity, inclusion work for years. Um, the work was under-recognized, underappreciated, under-supported, underfunded. I mean, you name it. Uh, and so um, it was an opportunity for us um to cease the moment uh and 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 to say here, you know, here is the value that we bring um to this uh to this movement. Uh and and you don't want this, you know, you don't want this ship to pass you by. And so I'm I I am a work in progress um, with with managing up, but you know, essentially what what that means is that um, I know that my department chair and my institutional leaders have priorities; they have um, things that they have to do, um, and so I try um, to best align my ask with those priorities. Mm-hmm. And in this case, with regards to diversity, equity, inclusion work, there was a lot of emphasis um, at my academic institution um, to not only just have a DEI mission statement and vision statement on the intranet, but to also, you know, to at this point, be able to move this work forward in a meaningful way. And so I
0: seized the moment. Mm, I love that. A mentor that I have, Dr. Una, she's a serial entrepreneur, a pediatrician. Mm. And she always says that everyone's dialed in to the radio station uh WWIFM, uh, what's in it for me. <laughs> and so Absolutely. By you taking your your you already were prime, already doing this work and mm-hmm. packaging it in the language of the folks you want to support it. Right. It, it I mean there's no way it, the question then it's not a yes or no, it's just a win, right? Right. Um, because you've already laid out what needs to be done and you put it in the language, right? You aligned it with the higher organizational goals. And so you already won. And- Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that's just, you know,
1: being, being strategic um, about um, moving the work that you're passionate about, um, moving that work um, forward. Um, unless you're in business for yourself, you you know you have to um, work in the confines or the boundaries of your of your institution, and sometimes those boundaries um, can be challenging to uh, navigate. But I make it um, I make it a point to let people. Um, And in institutional leadership and department leadership, know who I am, know what my passions are, know what my accomplishments uh, are. We have a new dean, um, a new black woman dean, y'all, who's starting at the Wake Forest University School of Medicine, the first ever black dean in our school's history. Her name is Dr. Ebony Fulware and she is coming from Duke University and I'm ecstatic and she already knows who I am via email because I have made it mm-hmm. I've been intentional about building these relationships early with people who sit in positions of influence or in power they need to know who you are they need to know what you're what you're passionate about Um, And once I get to know her and where her priorities align, I am hoping that there'll be some overlap Mm -hmm. and uh, opportunities for me to move this work forward, maybe even at a bigger, uh, on a bigger platform. So um, relationships are so um, important. People, you have to be visible as African-Americans or underrepresented minorities in medicine. It's very easy for people not to see us, um, especially if we're not showing up, especially if we're not being proactive about letting people know who we are. It's, it's part of the burden of being underrepresented in minority, an underrepresented minority in medicine. It's not necessarily fair, but this is our current reality. I am hoping that um, we will leave it in a better place um, for our next generation, but that's where we are. And so you've got to be proactive. You've got to let these people know who you are and what you're about and what your work is about.
0: Absolutely. And it's also critical for us to acknowledge our worthiness for being seen and heard, um, because that's another area of struggle that we have is feeling as if. Well, I'm not invited to the table. That right. means I don't deserve to right. be at the table, and it's that's another narrative that we have to um, change. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know,
1: even if we're not invited to a seat at the table, we have to be strategic about just getting in front of the 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 folks who have who hold the power and influence. Um, and, um, you know, that's probably beyond the scope of what, um, of, of what we're talking about today, but I have um, been strategic You know, I don't harass people, but I, but I am strategic about, um, making sure that, um, people in positions of influence know who I am, know, know, um, what I'm doing. Um, one of the things that I, um, do within my own department, I make sure that at the, End of the year, and at the six-month mark, I just send an email outlying some of my top accomplishments. Whether they're publications, whether they're um, visiting professorships, or speaking engagements, or um, you know, a, a grant that may um, have been funded, I just, I just in a very concise email, I just say, you know, um, to my to my chair, just wanted to provide you um, an update on on my progress over the last. Um, Uh, Over the last six months, here's um here's what I've accomplished. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I love that. That's like a a newsletter, keeping you top of mind. Yeah. If there is something that they're thinking of, huh? You know, who do I want to? Boom! Email right there.
1: Listen, my department chair knows who I am, and I'm sure. And usually, I'm coming in there with some kind of strategic ask. So he's he's like. Oh goodness! What? How much money do you need now? What do you need now? What are you trying to do now? I mean, you know. So they see me coming now. They're like, Oh goodness! What? What's Amber up to? What she want? You know. And so, um, but it's it's been it's been intentional relationship building, um, intention intentional touch points like the email that I just described, so that people know who I am, know what I'm about, know what my passions and interests are, know my accomplishments. It isn't. It is intentional. It's not. It's not a brag email. No, it is an intentional touch point. It is a strategic. It's it's strategic on my part.
0: And that's beautiful. And I think for those of us who may be really intimidated by sending an email, I mean, I know everybody's on social media, and guess what? These influential people got social media right. Comment on their photos. Comment on their articles. Keep doing that. Oh, and then they're going to be curious about. Well, who is this? Right. You know, he comment on all my stuff. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think social media um, can be a wonderful tool um, for um, um, to leverage, uh, to expand um, and share and disseminate your work,
0: um, your accomplishments, your
1: passions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's, I love that. That's beautiful. I really appreciate what you've expressed about that relationships um, relationships and the forms of, you know, the mentorships, the sponsorships um, and and really putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I met with um, two mentees for lunch yesterday and one is in medical school and she's in her first year and she was really nervous about getting her uh, semester grades back and had already talked herself out of, potentially quitting medical school if she had not passed, um, her semester. Um, she is in a pretty intense program as all medical school programs, um, are, but she's, um, uh, at a place where she's training, um, and feeling pretty isolated. Um, and, and so was hadn't gotten her grades back, but was already thinking about walking away if she didn't pass. And so, I. There will be failures along the way. There will be challenges along the way. Um, This path to where myself and Dr. Peterson have landed is is not one that has come without tremendous sacrifice, hard work, tears, blood, sweat, all of the above. And so uh, I would just encourage all of our listeners um, to just never give up on your on your dreams. Uh and um later on yesterday evening she uh, my mentee emailed me and she had passed her um semester uh you know, passed um, this this past past her all of her classes mm-hmm. and is able to move um forward with the next semester of medical school and I just I just reminded her like just never never give up, especially don't give up without information. you know she didn't even know she had passed and was already talking herself out of out of her dreams. Um, and her her path uh, to get to where she is has been has been a role, role at least traveled as well. She applied to medical school several times and, and finally um, got in and so just had to remind her of how far she's come. And just to not give up on um, her dreams, um, you know, in terms of just kind of bullet points, just making sure that you that you show up, taking advantage of opportunities, um, whether that be um, a recruitment fair or a mentoring opportunity. Um, uh, just continue to show up. Let people know who you are. Don't be afraid to share your light with others, um, and, and, and to build relationships. I truly believe that, um, a lot of boundaries, um, can be, um, broken or removed through intentional relationship building, even mm-hmm. in this virtual environment, um, even in amidst the p- pandemic, um, there is still a relational component um, to the work that we do, especially the work that we do in medicine. I mean, that's what it's—we we build rapport with patients and patients' families, um, and so we've got to do that with our colleagues and with people who are in positions of influence um, to advance your work, your passion, your uh, your agenda, no matter
0: what that might be. I hope you caught the secret ingredients of Dr. Brooke's success. I got out of it three S's. The first S, show up, show up to the conferences, even though you might not know anyone, even though you might be the only medical student, resident, attending anesthesiologist there, show up, go to that meeting, sign up to give that talk, show up to your division chief's inbox, to your program director's inbox, letting them know what you're up to, what your interests are. Show up on social media. Those people you want to connect with are out there and all it takes is for you to take a little initiative and just show up. The second S I got was seizing the moment. Dr. Brooks She laid the groundwork to become the DEI vice chancellor long before she received the position. She was doing the work, has a catalog of work. How can you best prepare yourself to seizing the moment? Start now, identifying the the projects you want to participate in. Uh, the write-ups you've done, start writing now, start connecting now with groups that are doing the things that you would like to do because an overnight success, folks, that takes 10 years. No such thing as an overnight success. Third S, stay the course. Dr. Brooks gave the example of her mentee who worked so hard to get into medical school and after the first set of exams was almost willing to throw in the towel if she didn't pass obstacles are not intended to discourage you they're intended to facilitate your growth into the person you want to be so even if that mentee did not pass her exams guess what it just means she has to change her strategy in studying for the next set of exams it does not in any way mean that she's not fit to be a physician. And I would like for you, ask yourself, how is this for me? How is this going to help me? Instead of thinking of how much it hurts your ego, how much it hurts that you aren't like everyone else, when actually that should be celebrated. We all have challenges in life. These are intended to grow you, not to stunt you. So there you have it. Uh, The secret sauce, show up, seize the moment and stay the course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sivo Sisters. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you don't miss out. New episodes drop every week on a Monday because we all can use a little something something to get us through the week. Am I right? I'd love to hear more from you on the topics that you want to hear. So let me know in the comments. This is Dr. Peterson signing off. See you next time.